I have the thing you look at and then scream like. Hi, everyone. Oh, gosh. Oh, ladies and future boys, it is a glorious day. The sun is dead and the birds are screaming obscenities. My name is Terry Paul and I'm your host for Suck Off 2018. Kaya, play some snazzy music on me. I'm not alone for this event. As always, I am joined by the Motley crew. The school for wearing would be the dream of a madman, if not for our producer, the arsonist formerly known as Kai Steen. We also have with us today the dark room shadow of the wayward school, Megan Chikatilo. And finally, we have the filth monger of these halls, runner-up in the Nebraska Jack in the Box rodeo, Mr. White Collar. Copyright, baby. It wasn't for long enough to be copyright. Yeah, you can't prove it was that. Um, update for all the fans. We recently brought our groceries and they actually had bigger flutes. Ah, oh, flutes. I could have I could have had bigger flute. For two more dollars. Yeah, but do you really want to spend two more dollars for bigger flute? No, I'd rather a kazoo. I know, but we can find it. I want an automaton. Somebody send us a kazoo, please. And not a tomatone. You squeeze them and they go... Would you like to know the story of where we wanted this from? We were watching Critical Talk. Everyone, if you haven't watched Critical, he's the greatest YouTuber ever. It's actually Penguin Zero. Penguin Z0, yes. Um, He just reviews shitty YouTube videos. I I believe this one was just a shitty trending comedy video mm-hmm. and he talks for a bit at the start and then it just hard cuts he's got a green slide trombone and he just plays one note and goes welcome to critical watching shit youtube videos yeah. he's also got a life-size guado background is that that asian man on the wall no not the asian man he's got the fucking is that his name not? guado no he's the guado from he's the he's the fat jewish alien from star wars one Oh, okay. Uh, That's not Greedo. That's, um... Is it Greedo? Jar Jar Binks? No, he's the the (laughs) guy who owned Anakin. I'm gonna look it up. Oh, yeah. I'll look it up. He has wings. What? What? What's his name? (laughs) I'm gonna Google it while Trey explains the categories for this year's (laughs) suck-off. But you know the names of them, not me. Hang on, I gotta Google who really, owned Anakin. What's that really good song like Axel F? He's that his the own film man. Are weedy? Do that. Wasn't so, what? Watto, everybody. Yeah. It popped up without who owned Anakin. All right, so the awards this year are what you got, Kaya? Ah, oh, I need it. There's two can. <laughs> Hashtag toucan, let's get it true. Somebody send, somebody send like three of those to us. It's the um, take your room pops. Well, don't dox us, alright? Let's not tell people our I address and shit. It. We're telling them your address. Alright. Yeah, this, this year's awards are the uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale Award for shitty knockoff of things. You've got the. Uh, the Fast and Furious Award under duress. We can't think of a better example of something that started off shit and got better later. If you need that joke explained, he do not deserve to hashtag two Well, the other answer was Reverse Adventure Time. <laughs> the Reverse Adventure Time Award. And finally, the shittiest of the shit, the creme of the creme 
Of the craft? Yep. Is the Bubsy 3D Award for shittiest of just the garbage pile. The saddest bin juice in the bin. The um, Ibis won't even touch. Yep, Ibis look at it and go, ill. Yep. Alright. Before we begin, this is a free podcast, but we still need some support. Liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter at wayward underscore nerds, rating and reviewing us on iTunes. It all helps get the podcast name out there. And without further ado, suck off 2018 can begin. Okay. <laughs> I swear to God, what is that song like? I saw Ash and the film clip's really weird. What? Is it Crazy Frog? No, it's like an 80s electronic song. It, it also kind of oh, sounds yeah. like Sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, what's that called? I don't fucking know. Oh, fucking hell. Let's begin the ceremony with the prestigious PlayStation All-Star Battle Royale Award. This award goes to comic characters who were overly inspired by another character and done poorly. Let's meet our nominees. I did Garfield. Garfield. Garfield's like shit Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you guys remember what the plot of the Garfield live-action movie was? Because it was like fucking my brain yesterday. He the dog and he hates the dog and then they go to the city. And he gets captured. His teddy bear's name was Pookie. Odie gets captured by the mean businessman that wants him to appear in the TV show. And Garfield's like, yeah, fine, because I don't like the stupid Odie. And then he realizes that his human likes Odie, and so he has to go and get Odie back. So, so they like, catch a train. So there's the the sequel's the one with Cat King, right? Okay. Yeah, the royal family has a cat that looks like Garfield, and they get the The tale of two kitties. Yeah, it's that, like a Tower Two Cities, but cats. No, okay. it's the Lizzie so, McGuire movie. In nineteen seventies, like um, a cat dog. <laughs> but they're different. No. Yeah, they're not the same. <laughs> no. Cat. It's like cat cat. <laughs> Good guy, sorry. In in the nineteen seventies, Jim Davis created a comic strip called Gnome Gnat or Norm Nat. Okay. Classic. He he likes the G in front of his names. Because he's um, gay. He was told oh. that everything was really great about it, except that nobody can identify with Bugs. Uh-huh. Bugs Life. Spider-Man's pretty popular. So, Bugs Life. Davis started looking at other comics and saw that dogs, like Snoopy, was really Scooby-Doo. And he figured that there was no cats. And since he grew up on a farm with like twenty five cats, <laughs> the fuck he would come up with a comic strip about a cat. He based Garfield the cat on his grandfather. Oh, that's not very fucking nice. That's pretty hard. John Arbuckle, which is the human, was based on a nineteen fifties coffee commercial, and Odie was based on a car dealership commercial. Um, okay. It'd be more funny if it was just based on a car dealer. Um, so basically, Garfield was invented using Garfield was invented by copying like a bunch of different like comic characters like and commercials account? and stuff like that to make a good marketable character, and it basically worked because they hold the Guinness World Record. For the world's most widely syndicated comic strip. So, oh. so what is it a ripoff of? Snoopy and a comic commercial and a car dealership and a dude's grandfather. Okay. 
It's a ripoff of Snoopy. Okay. Because he went, Snoopy is popular. I'm going to make a Snoopy. Okay. I'd say it's a ripoff of Heathcliff. No, because he came before. He ripped off Snoopy. Listen, you don't get to pick everybody's people. This is my person. I researched it, and he is ripoff of Snoopy. So, yeah. I like Garfield minus Garfield. Have you seen that one? I do like Garfield minus Garfield. You, you should Google that if you're at home. This is pretty good. Who's your person then? I went with Mr. Fred Myers, the boomerang. Oh. But he's better than what he's a ripoff of. By far. I, he doesn't we have did, to. They're both garbage, it's fine. They're both shit. It doesn't matter what the original was. I cut you. Boomerang made his debut in Tales to Astonish issue 81 in July 1966. The issue was created by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, in which we see a boy from Alice Springs, Australia, living in America and obsessed with baseball. <gasps> After years of training, he found himself pitching in the major leagues. Um, that, he, he immediately started... Is this Captain or... This is Boomerang. Boomerang. Just Boomerang. What year was this? 1966. Just... Ad break. Ad break. Hey, do you like mayonnaise? You should eat some mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Well, you just made 1966. Yeah. Do you know what is fucking strange? What? Do you know who ripped off this origin? Bullseye. Because he was in the Major League Baseball until he got frustrated and threw the ball at the batter's head and killed him. Ah, well, and he's ten years later. Well, the difference is Mr. Fred Myers immediately started taking bribes and was promptly fired. Yeah, but how does a bigger <laughs> character be a ripoff? But I suppose Deadpool's bigger than Deathstroke. Yeah. But that's very surprising that yeah. they ripped off mm. that origin. Oh, here's something probably different to Bullseye. After being fired from Major Leagues, he just went and got a job with the Secret Empire. Uh, currently most known for making Captain America a Hitler the whole time. Um, yeah, they hand him a costume, some deadly boomerangs, and send him on his way. He has reached this category for being a bad knockoff of an already bad character. Um, why do you think people think boomerangs are scary or villainous? Why is that a gimmick? Because they come back. They come back to get you. Australia's pretty Like bad memories. Australia's spooky. The ones so. that haunt you. Yeah. Haunt you like feelings. Boomerangs come back like a haunting memory of the priests. Oh. Right. I don't know. So what was Boomerang's first assignment, you guys? They sent him against the Hulk. Very good. Yeah, he kidnaps Miss Betty Ross to get information on the whereabouts of the Orion missile. Betty Ross having lots of connections with the Hulk, and somehow he can survive the onslaught of fucking boomerangs. Wow. Um, I don't know about Trey, but my first knowledge of Fred Myers was the Ultimate Spider-Man on the Xbox, in which he was a minor inconvenience. Him and the Shocker were like event characters that were just had a bigger health bar than standard henchmen. They were pretty much worthless. Oh no. But the Shocker's great. The Shocker was fun. His name was Herman. Herman? Yep. Herman the Shocker. So, Boomerang is the nominee for the PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale Award. That's very good. Who you got there, Meg? Um. Who believes? Half half believes. Fucking half half, you guys. Half half. Um. Half half, is it a Dick Tracy? Yes. Creation? 
It's literally spelled like that. Meg doesn't have a learning disability. I, I, that we know of. Yes. But this is, <laughs> not yet. Um, but half half is pretty much like a dead knockoff of um, Two Face. Yeah, he's just a melty version of Two Face. Yeah. Um, so his real name is Tulsa Tuzon. Yep, stupid. Yeah, I was reading it. And I was like, what? The heck? Okay, but um, he was first created um and appeared on December eighth, nineteen sixty six. I think that was a couple of years after Two Face. Um, he had been a handsome man with dark hair and a mustache. Oh, beautiful. Uh, an accident um, resulted in the left side of his face becoming disfigured and Um <laughs> Just hit it with a brick. So, when Half Half was littler, and he's, he wasn't Half Half. When he was just a boy. I like saying Half Half, it's a bit funny. But um, he grew up in a town located near Swampland. <laughs> That's my favourite town. <laughs> it was near there. I don't know what town, but it was near. Oh, um. Yeah. So he so, grew up in Florida. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know what the Swamp Thing theme song is, but put that here. <laughs> um. He, in his early teens, he'd do yard work and odd jobs around the neighborhood to earn money. And <laughs> he had a small shed on his parents' property where he stored tools, supplies, and contact information for his neighbors. He was apparently a heavy set child. What the fuck origin story is this? What? He had a tool is- shed. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> this is his tragic accident. This is where it gets it. Oh, no. Everyone. Hold, hold on. Everyone paid for the whole seat, but they're only going to need the edge for this one. <laughs> um, by 1943, um, he was an adult with a criminal record. Oh, no. He stole a tool shed. <laughs> he stole a new tool shed with all his stuff, with contact information from other neighbourhoods. Fuck me. This is getting spooky. He's got, one from he just has the yellow pages in his tool shed, and that's it so far. <laughs> <laughs> he was working as a commercial truck driver, and on one trip he was transporting dangerous chemicals when the, tr- when the truck crashed. Oh, no, he got wow. Oh, no, he's dead apple. No, no, he was knocked unconscious, and when he, like, woke up... He was, he was blonde, <laughs> and he could do other things. He was a ninja turtle. No, he, the, his left side was um, submerged in the chemicals, and what? by the time he was treated, the left side of his face was severely damaged, and his hair had been blanched. Oh, no. Blanched or bleached? It says blanched. <laughs> okay, so we're cooking his hair for dinner. Yeah, it's yep. like a broccoli. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Um, Fuck him. <laughs> he found he couldn't get any work because his face was bugged. But um, he found a job at a at the Cycling Brothers Circus. Okay. Where he was part of the freak show. His stage name was Hat Hat. It sounds like a really like racist American Indian name. It yeah, just sounds it like be. the writer was on so much cocaine he forgot how to spell half half. Look, Dick Tracy villains are a bit wonky. <laughs> Is he just an investigator? Yeah, he's dressed like... He looks like Curious George's dad. Oh. Men in the yellow hat? Yeah. Well, what the fuck does he need villains for? Because he's a fucking detective who looks like a banana. Um, Shit. The, the, 
through this um, job at the circus, he he fell in love with a lady named Zelda, who was a high high diver. She was very pretty, apparently. Like she dived in pools. Yeah, okay. it was really high up. Yeah. She. Yeah. Wow. So. Is that the end of his origin story? And that's the tale of yeah, crime and stuff. And his wife died, so he got a new wife, and now she's the ex-wife. Oh, yeah. got him. Um, yeah. So, that's Hackpath. He's pretty horrible. All the Jurassic characters somehow did not, like, age as good as, like, Batman characters. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, I know Dick Tracy. Yeah. So. Curious George is dead. Hmm. That's a good one. Try. Do you have any villains or good guys? No, I, I'm or... not another fighter. Wow! Look at him go. <laughs> you can fucking say <laughs> I chose Mister Fear. Mr. There are four Mister Fears, all mainly Daredevil villains. So Marvel. Yep. Um, first introduced in Daredevil 6, That's which funny. is fucking unbelievable, 1965. Yep. I didn't actually check the dates, I just know this is a rip-off. There's no, like, research needed. The first one was named Zoltan, or Zoltan, Drago. Zoltan. Right, this is where... <laughs> Zork. What? No, he's talking about, dude, where's my car, Meg? Oh. Is that Shit. Meg is not stoned enough for yeah. this reference. Um, he I'm was not. the profiteer of a financially wax museum. Financially wax museum. He, this is pretty shit origin. So Zoltan owned a wax museum. Yep. used his knowledge of chemistry to create an Alexa, which would turn his wax statues into living creatures, which he would use for a private army. Okay. But at the wax museum, it didn't work. Oh fuck! Instead, it was fear toxin from Scarecrow in Batman. Yeah, not to be confused with Marvel Scarecrow, who's also a shitty ripoff Scarecrow. But he doesn't do anything; he just dresses as a Scarecrow. But this don't make any fucking sense to me. He's trying to make a potion that turns wax statues alive, and instead, it just makes people scared. So I find my statue's pretty scary. So, because of right. this, he just goes, ah, I will dress spooky and become a villain named Mr. Fear. Mr. Fear's a shit name. The next no, one, no. Star Saxon. Also Ew. a shit name. Ew, what is that? Criminal engineer Samuel the Star Saxon. Oh, he <laughs> assumed he the title of Mr. Fear. Daredevil has defeated Saxon's robotic assassins. Okay. And, yeah, he wanted to fight Daredevil directly instead of using robots. So he shoots Zoltan and steals his gear and becomes Mr. Fear. What? And this is, and then, like, they're fighting and he falls off a building or something and does. <laughs> this is the one I know. Larry Cranston. Brian Cranston. Pranksy. Well, so this is 1972, sausage. so in a matter of less than 10 years, it's the third Mr. Fear. <laughs> They're going through them like fucking Poor tissues at a jack-off party. 
Daredevil's sick and his villains suck. He needs some help with that. So Larry Cranston was a law school, like, he went to school with Matt and then, like, was actually Matt's boss for a mm-hmm. little bit, so mm-hmm. he was also a lawyer. And then he was staying in the hotel room across from Zoltan when Saxon killed him. So, and then when he learned Saxon was also dead, he decided to become Mr. Fear. Because he lived across the hall. Who gives a shit? And then, yeah, their gas makes you scared. But I think Larry adjusts... He gets someone else to adjust it. And also, like Scarecrow, you aren't scared of anything. Mm -hmm. I believe um, Crane had one like that for a while. Yeah, Yeah. he did. The man without fear. Mm -hmm. But Mr. Fear is kind of cool. I'll find a photo for him. But yeah, fucking rip off. <laughs> okay. 10 out of 10 rip off. All right. Let me... The tallies are in and we're going to uh, open this envelope. What? Oh, yeah, he's pretty Does everyone read one? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Oh, and here it is. The winner is... Ah, <laughs> uh, for his stunning bad... Um, continuity. It's uh, Mr. Fear. No. Meg, tell him what is one. Um. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? Um, he's won a lifetime supply of porridge. Thank you. All right. Porridge with um, no milk. I showed everyone a cool photo of Mr. Fear. His Zoltan's Mr. Fear. Well, that is not as impressive at all. It looks like he's got weird underpants. He looks like if the hourglass from superhero movie dressed in pink. Oh, yeah. You also have to, we have to say that... Honourable um, mention? What do you got? What do you know? Oh, honourable mention goes to Mr. Fear for also ripping off Taskmaster's costume. Oh, yeah. Praise Mr. Fear is not only a ripoff of DC Scarecrow, but also a Marvel Scarecrow. Also, Marvel Scarecrow came before Doctor Fear as well. One year before. Uh, so yes. basically, they, they put Scarecrow in continuity and was like, I feel like we've got, like, a main part of this character. Oh, wait! The fear! fear. Bonus quick for all our friends at home. The reason I even know about Marvel's Scarecrow is there was an online poll that me and Toby found of best Captain America villains, and the picture was, um... Scarecrow from... Red uh, Red Skull, Arnim Zola, um... What's that fucking badass dude's name who wears a pink face? Arnim Zola? Is the villain oh, General, General Baron Zemo. Yeah. And then Arkham Asylum Scarecrow. Yeah, that was And I was convenient. like, excuse me? Mm. And then I read it and found out there's one called Scarecrow. But they still use the wrong photo. And that isn't what I am about, to be honest with you. I'm not about the way Disney haphazardly fucking sabotaged Treasure Planet out of having any box office fucking shit. So they got, like, cancelled. So they could only do CGI that's cheaper than fancy art. Hey, what's our next category, everybody? Where are my notes gone? Here we go. Congratulations to PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale Award winner. Um, it is... Now it's time for us to see the nominees of the Reverse Adventure Time Award. Given to characters... You said it was bad, so I changed it. No, I just didn't get it. Alright, well, now it's the Underworld five-part movie series. Which one is that? This is someone who could be good. No, I mean, like... What are we doing? Someone who sucks that could be good. Yeah. Okay. Why don't we call it the Ant-Man? Hey, it's the Ant-Man. Is he a nominee? 
No, but <laughs> Emmett was a dick who used to beat his wife. And made him cool. Got it. Fun fact about everyone's favourite Edmund who doesn't beat his wife. The Adam. No, what's his name? Hank Scott Lane. Yeah. No, yeah, Scott Lane. He was, no, dating, but yes. he was dating Jessica Jones and then they broke up because she was pregnant with Luke. What's the one where, like, Poor dude. oh no, it was Adam that was, like, shrinking and just, like, punching his wife on the clitoris? That's it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they took that page out after a while. Um, okay, That's so. bullshit. What? That's the government trying to get us all to not believe in the female orgasm. Yeah. Fucking Trump. Hey, Meg, who is your nominee for the, what did we decide, the Ant-Man award? <laughs> the Ant-Man Reverse Adventure Time Fast and Furious Underworld Award. Um, uh, my nominee is the Superior Force of Spider-Man. Oh, yes. They are kind of like this, well, they are the Superior, no, no. They're not. They're, they're not. No, they're the Sinister Six. After they got beaten in, um, in... It is Spider-Man's shittest villains. Yes, but it's... It's the reject bin. Uh, they got defeated... In Spy- Superior Spider-Man number one, and then and um, Living Brain got good got out of there or something, and um, then it was just the five of them. So that's the um, Superior foes of Spider-Man. Who's in it? Who's in it? Um, the big boy himself, Rosie Glass, Mister Herman. Oh. Herman the Shocker. Herman um, the Shocker is a good one. <laughs> yeah. But they're led by Two Boomerang. Two in the brown, one in the clown, right? What? What? They're led by Boomerang. Yep. Beetle, like the new one. Um, it's Pink Iron Man, isn't it? I, don't I think it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Um, Overdrive and Speed Demon. <clears throat> this, um, their run kind of went from July the 3rd of 2013 to November 26th of 2014. And there were 17 issues written by Nick Spencer and the artist was Steve Liber. Um, I remember it being pretty damn funny. Yeah, it was a comedy book, but the thing is, they never actually did anything villainous. They were like the Teen Titans go of something good. Yeah, but that's the point. They're the shit villains. Mm. I think that was Meg's point. Like, you know, we've got the villain team-up movies. We've got Guardians and Suicide Squad. This would be awesome. This could be good. Like, they could do really cool stuff. Like, as much as I hate Suicide Squad movie, they still did something. I want to watch one of a group of pathetic dudes trying to do something. Yeah. Mm. I definitely want to see the part where they they rob the pet store. They're trying to rob a bank and, like... I don't know, Squirrel Girl can beat them, and then they, like, as they're getting arrested, they see, like, the real Sinister Six or something, like, fighting the Avengers and being like, oh. we should do that, and then it's like their desperate attempt to be good, and yeah. it fails. That'd be awesome. That'd be a fun movie. It'd be like Ocean's Eleven, but it fails halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they took, like, the Deadpool writers, like the movie writers, and put them on. Yeah. It'd be a great comedy all these movies now about awesome superheroes, I want to see some pathetic ones. Yeah, it's time to see some duds. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, you're, you, you're here. I maybe just changed my answer. Oh, fuck. 
Do you want us to come back to you? I can still do it. I just don't know which one I want to do now. Okay. I'll do Will of the Wisps. Do Jared from Subway. No, I'm going to do He's irredeemable now because he fucked all those boys. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> so, they did. Will of the Wisp was created by Len Wayne and Ross Andre in 1977. And his first appearance is The Amazing Spider-Man in issue 167. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a physicist that gained control of electromagnetic attraction between his body's molecules, allowed him to adjust his density, kind of like vision does. Oh, in my head I was picturing being able to move stuff with, like, the force. Well, oh. he often take like, his bow is Spider-Man, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, his abilities are scientific genius, density control, flight, hypnosis, and superhuman strength, speed, and durability. He was a former employer of Roxxon Oil. Yeah. Which, they're really bad in the Agent Carter. Roxxon Oil is... Roxxon is the dodgiest company on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're not real. They're like Jared from Subway. (laughs) What a dick. His That's a good stance. <laughs> yeah. His actual name is Jackson Avid. Really? A Spider-Man character that doesn't have the same initials, huh? Mm. Like Lex Luthor or Lois Lane. Will of the Wisp. Yeah, Attila the Hunt. No, no, Will of the Wisp. Oh, hang on. Okay. Like Shun from you. Brave. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. That's why I was like, hang on, I like this guy. Yeah. Um. So basically he was under like extreme pressure to work out electromagnetism. And he was a little bit sleepy while he was working on it. Oh, fuck. And so he had an accident. He pissed his pants. <laughs> um, oh, God. I don't that is an epidemic. Pants pissing. <laughs> pants pissing needs to stop, ladies and gentlemen. We need to that. fight this. <laughs> I broke Toby. <laughs> so, because he was, like caught within the electromagnetism, like, zone. Yep. Um, his molecules, like, don't try and stay as a solid all the time. And then when his boss worked it out, he was like, so you're going to become a criminal. And he was like, no, I don't want to. And he's like, no, no, this wasn't a question. You fucked up. I'm going to sue you if you don't become a criminal. Oh, I thought he was just being like, hey, you're a scientist in Manhattan in a Marvel universe and anything happened to you, that means you're a villain now. So, um, he does a bunch of bad stuff and Spider-Man's like, hey, don't do this. So he decides to, that's a good plan. (laughs) I'm gonna not do this. I'll kill my boss. Oh, fuck. Hang on. (laughs) Um, and so either Spider-Man or Tarantula are like, hey, don't do that. That's a bad idea. Um, Tarantula. Another Spider-Man villain? Yeah, not the one that raped Nightwing, a different one. Oh. Is his name just Torrential? Yeah. What's his name? Like real name? Uh, I can find out for you. Okay. Hmm. Um, so, he joined the Outlaws for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. as an adventurer. And he was last seen from in Civil War where he teamed up with Scarecrow and Molten Man to be part of Chameleon's plot to unmask Peter Parker. 
Oi. So what makes him redeemable? Because he's got, like, it's a decent origin story. He gets good powers out of it. Mm. But they just haven't, like, used him. Alright, I got a, a, I got a redeeming way. theory. He's obviously clogged down with billions of Spider-Man villains with the exact same origin. Daredevil, on the other hand, <gasps> likes to take Spider-Man villains and do them better, like Kingpin. Mm. Just put him over there and do him a, do a better job. But that's the thing, I'm into like, that. He's, he's it's a, a good story. He's got good powers. A guy who can face through walls would be used. hard for a blind man to deal with. I'd like to see that now. Mm. I'm sold. That's good. Um, I put a smiley face next to his name, so I know that he's got a smiley face. Yeah, so I think I think he, there's a lot that you could do with him. He yeah. just needs someone to pick him up and be like, hey, come over here, be my friend. Yeah. Here's a decent storyline. Who the hell's Tarantula? Oh, yes. Kirk Langston. He acts as a patriarchal no enforcer for the oppressive dictatorship of a fictional South American country of Devilda. Oh, it's like Wakanda. Um, What's his name? Usually he's defining name. marks. Name, goddammit. <sighs> Alter egos are Anton Miguel Rodriguez, Luis Alvarez, or Jacinda Rodriguez. We have segued into my pick, Black Tarantula. Right. His name is Carlos Lamuento. He's Lamuento. not Tarantula. <laughs> Well, that's okay, then. He's the black tarantula. We cut that a little close. That's why we needed to check. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that they weren't something so similar. Okay, my reason for this character being redeemable, because he's kind of not that bad. He's just a background character. Yeah. He hasn't um, been utilised yet. It's like the origin's kind of a bit of a mystery to do with, like, his... Um, ancestors like way back in his family like I think they trained with the hand and had kind of powers and then it just goes through the family but Carlos is a villain for a while Mm -hmm. and then he goes to Rikers which is where I first heard of him during the Civil War storyline Daredevil's in prison and Carlos is there, and they're giving him a drug to make him have no powers. Yeah. And then next time he shows up in the Daredevil run, he's a hero. Uh-oh. And I think like a Netflix show about a street-level character or a movie, like, yeah, we've got Luke and Iron Fist and Daredevil who are kind of darker characters that may have done things wrong, but they're a hero. Mm. And then you got Punisher who's not. I want to see one about someone who was a villain and then they realise that's wrong and they try and redeem it. Hmm. Like a My Name is Earl, but... Yes, exactly. Which is essentially what I wanted um, the Purple Man and and Jessica Jones story up to turn into. Yeah. So I'd be getting that. And then there's the storyline where Daredevil's in charge of the hand Mm -hmm. and... Black Tarantula is, like, undercover in the hand, but he knows what he's doing. He's just trying to stop it all from the inside. Like, so they give him these important things, but he never gets his own shit. Yeah. And Marvel are good at street-level characters, so they should give him a better go. Okay. Uh, All right, that leaves us with one final one. 
that's not a Marvel character. Um, wow. Wow. I went with... It's Dr. Leo Cortez. Oh, he's good. He was never not good, Trey. What do you mean, irredeemable? He's All right, I, I went with Mary Doll, Okay, the baby doll. Um, I decided to nominate Baby Doll for the... For, I've left it blank because we've argued about the award for a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, upon researching this topic, I found that a lot of people find her to be a dud. One man using the quote, Lindsay Lohan is a more credible bat villain than Baby Doll was. But before you get into it, I thought she was good till I thought about it. Yeah? Yeah. Not she good? Yeah, she is, until you think about it. I realised that she's never actually appeared in Batman continuity before. Um, ever. She's been in some animated series tie-ins and had one line of dialogue in White Knight. Um, Mary Dahl was born with systemic hypoplasia, a fake illness based around some truly awful shit. Um, there's a lot of hypoplasias out there. Don't Google the one where your teeth don't develop, so you have little baby teeth forever. Oh that God. sounds funny. What's there's it called? Hypoplasia. Um, some like people can get it in their vaginas, so that's probably no good. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah, but her version made her appear young forever. She was on a hit sitcom during her 20s. Kind of like, um, what you talk about with Oscar? Oh. Gary Coleman. Okay. Um, yeah, her show did the Scrappy Doo move and it kind of jumped its own shark and drove it into the ground. Um, she quit and tried to strike out on her own, but no one wanted to hire a toddler woman in serious roles. Eventually, she turns to a life of crime, later finding a kindred spirit in Killer Croc of all people. Um, I think she should be brought into DC continuity because, frankly, she's creepy and a very deep and dark character. Like, she, she's got all the same, like, oh, I'm a monster, I'm gross-looking, without being a monster and gross-looking. It perverts the idea of children, you know? Um, that orphan horror movie made a fair bit of money, and it basically stole its twist from this character. Um, I, I think it can work if it's written good, and I'd like to see it attempted upon realising it's never been attempted yet. Hmm. It'll be called cool the Brain mm. I think those are all pretty good nominees. Mm. I like the creepy child gimmick that makes you want to punch a child, because you can't trust him, you have a preemptive strike before they get you. Now you just kick every child in the face. Yeah. Just so just to be sa- Just to be safe. Just to be sure. Okay. Well, the nominees are in. Mm. Got to pick the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm just... Okay, let me... Let me Alright, why don't you open this envelope up? Well, there's four of us here. Yeah. So someone's going to have to double up. Go to the baby doll. Put your hand up in the sky. Um, I'm moving these dog rolls. Who okay. goes for Wisp? Maybe half. Who votes for Black Tarantula? No. <laughs> Who votes for us? Uh, us. Superior place. Yeah. I okay. think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading these dog things. I think Wisp okay, wins. Okay, so we're adding Wisp to the SFS. Um, hey! Yay! Yay. Okay, it's, a, it's a tie between Wisp and. No, Wisp wins. No, Wisp, Wisp can win because Meg voted for her own pick. Okay. Hey, tell us what he's yeah, won. 
He went up. Spaghetti. He got the spaghetti. I think he got spaghetti. I don't know. But it's a really fucking long spaghetti. It's yeah. like two meters. Yeah, so you can like go. Last the- dude got a lifetime supply of porridge. He gets like <laughs> long, long spaghetti. Yeah, but it's pretty good. This is a spaghetti. Porridge is shit. So it just goes on and on. Oh yeah. Okay. Third and finally, the biggest award of the night, the one all the fucking punters are gambling about. It's the Suck Off 2018 Bubsy 3D Award. Here it is, the most irredeemably garbage of characters, the creme de la creme, the fuck de la shit. The nominee for Bubsy's 3D 2018, who will go first? Oh, Trey. Um, for all those listening, Trey's actually a Korean man. Yeah. Then don't hate me. <laughs> um, I have a, another poll here. Sleepy meme. There's a space between every letter has created a poll. Six days to go. His first son was born. Would you name him Gilbert or Humphrey? Humphrey. Humphrey's women, but not so much. Everyone, everyone get on the poll. Get on the poll, everybody, at Suck Off 2018. Um, I picked Arm Fall Off Boy. Ah, he did it. Floyd Belkin from DC Comics, of course. Ah, shit. I didn't know he was one of ours. Best appeared in 1989 Secret Origins, Volume 2, Number 46. I'll keep it short and sweet. He looks weird. His head (laughs) kind of resembles a circumcised penis. He has the dopiest helmet on. Yeah. Um, His powers are he can detach his arms and hit you with them. (laughs) Well, that's helpful. Like, That's kind of like punching, but twice as long. Yeah, he's you, got long punch. No, no. You know when people used to, like, chase you around and grab you by the footy and you really quickly, like, jump pull yourself out, of the, out of the jumper? Uh-huh. He could do that, but just, like... Yeah, if someone tries to jump. grab him on the thumb. Yeah. All right, this was my favorite paragraph of his short life. <laughs> Following the um, reboot of Zero Hour, he appears in Legionnaire's... Issue 43, but volume 4. Oh, so he's a Legion of um, Superheroes character? Good, that's where he deserves yeah, to be. Same thing, he's from a different planet, but now he's called Splitter, and he's in the tryouts for the Legion. Mm-hmm. One of the five finalists, but he doesn't make the cut. It's not good enough. In the last test, he panics and falls apart. <laughs> like, literally. Wow. Here's the amazing thing about Arm Fall Off Man. He's a bad, he's also a bad ripoff character of Captain Marvel, which we touched on during our well, bonus episode. Well, credit. Because there was, yes, the bonus credit episode. There was a Captain Marvel for a little while there, and his ability was he could break up into all the different parts. So he's essentially arm fall off man, but also legs. So this guy is a less impressive version of that very unimpressive fucking man. And that is why he is a nominee of Bubsy 3D Award. But he doesn't deserve any hate, guys. Oh, okay. He's trying his fucking best. Alright, You um, know someone that deserves some hate? Create a bomb off Greenwald and pull nearly Madcap, the big in Captain America issue 307. He was created... To symbolize purposelessness, purposelessness. The disaffected youth of today who thinks, what is the reason for doing anything? Mm. 
Why the fuck do I get out of bed in the morning? Eventually, time's just going to consume me anyway. I'm just going to be ashes in the wind. Okay. So, so, basic story. There was a good little church boy. And he was going to a church picnic with his family. And they were all on a bus. And then the bus got in an accident with an aim truck that was full of compound XO7. It mixed with his body and meant he was the only survivor of the bus crash. Mm-hmm. So he watched his mum and his sister, his parents and his sister die. No, he watched Jessica Jones' Origin and just did that. <laughs> um, and when he was discharged from the hospital, he went outside and threw himself in front of the bus because he was like, well, I've got no family, this is shit. Mm. But he instantly healed. So he went and bought a bubble pistol gun and stole a clown costume and became Mad Cat. He actually doesn't have any, like, name. The only name given to him is Mad Cat. Mm. Um, I actually read somewhere that his name is, um... Ernest. Hemingway. Um, he also learned... Ernest Hemingway. ...that he can... Induce insanity in others. Mm-hmm. Um, he's appeared in Captain America, Daredevil, She-Hulk, Avengers, Impossible Man, Ghost Rider, Thunderbolts, Heroes for Hire, and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, however, his one with Ghost Rider is what makes him unredeemable in my eyes. Right. So he goes to a big train station. Oh no! And just for the fun of it. Turns everyone inside insane. Mm-hmm. So Ghost Rider comes in and like tries to split up all of the civilians who have started murdering each other, and then walks back in, and he can do some. I pray we'll know what it is. He can do some stare. The penance stare. Yeah. Mm. So he does that Good. to Magcap, so that he like thinking you know if I make this guy feel what he makes others feel, then he'll stop it. Mm-hmm. That is what inspires Madcap to keep sending people insane so that he can get the pen and stare again because it felt good. Oh no, yeah, but it tickled him so in a special way. I don't know no. where this is from, but I'm pretty positive the pen and stare doesn't work on Deadpool because he's too insane. It, work, it doesn't work on a couple of spazzies. Yeah. I, I think it worked on Joker and a crossover. He really yeah. liked it. That so he's more, yeah. basically, he just kept going out and trying to like. One up that so that he would get it again. Mm. Um, the only thing that is somewhat a redeemable story for him, which it isn't a redeemable story for him, it's a redeemable story for Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of all that, everyone basically hates him. Um, so when he was being part of the Heroes for Hire, Thor. Um, no, so he's doing Heroes for Hire, um, and Deadpool realises that he has the same healing factor. Yeah. Um, and so basically they just start beating the crap out of each other, because there's no consequence. They yeah, can basically, I believe like, this is Deadpool annual from a few years ago. Yeah, but he was working with that, like, Yeah, but I think this issue... Um... And then, so, like, that's, it's kind of fun to watch Deadpool finally get to, like, beat it out with someone that's the same as him. Um, and there was another one where Deadpool and Madcap 
managed to piss Thor off enough that he thunderstruck them and burnt them into a pile of ash. And then Magcap regenerated inside of Deadpool's head. I think that's the same issue. Yeah. Um, he regenerates inside Madcap's head. No, Madcap inside Deadpool's head. And whenever you see, like, Madcap is the little white bubbles of, like, an extra voice in his head, which means that technically Madcap appeared in the Deadpool video game because some of them are white bubbles and everyone, oh, like, associates... Deadpool had them bubbles, like... 20 years ago, which was... But he moved in as one of those voices. Yeah, he, he, he becomes one of those voices. He's in other issues of Madcap. It is because they... Deadpool starts fighting with someone and convinces the voice in his head that if they can split Deadpool into two parts, one can regenerate as Madcap and one can regenerate as Deadpool and then they'll be separate. Yeah. But when they do that, the Madcap starts going more insane, and he like just keeps fucking up more. Yeah, because Deadpool had them voices way before this. Mm. It, it just becomes like an extra voice. Yeah. But yeah, basically, when... he had a shitty accident, and he chose to just go around making people insane so that people would beat the crap out of him. I think what he's best known for would be that silly Deadpool where he has like the merch for money and all the different costume villains. And he's one of them that he doesn't dress like Deadpool. No, because. That defeats the purpose. That was when he was still. I think there was something to do with him being regenerated as part of Deadpool and he was making, like, giving Deadpool a bad name. And so the Mexican Deadpool. And the real Deadpool have to go and track Madcap down and like try and beat Sensei Joy. Yeah, that's when I stopped reading Deadpool because that's when it went pathetic. I don't know, but it's. When the fame ruined him in the comic. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, do you want me to go first, Meg? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm sitting on pure gold here. I was so say, I'm I'll saying. go next. You want to yeah. go? You want to go again? Mm. <laughs> you want to talk about my one? Here we go. So it's the purple one. The purple one. The Mexican one. No, it's a hat. Yeah, but don't be so racist. No, I asked if oh. there is a Mexican one. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. No, cap because he still has the yellow face. Try to have the green lantern shirt. There was a Mexican flag. That's pretty good. Well, all right. Next one. My nominee is. Ice cream. E Y E S C R E. I think you got us on air talking about his name at the start, didn't you? I don't know. Alright, we'll look into that, everybody. Um, his real name's unknown, but. Um... I wouldn't tell people my name if I was him. Fair enough. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like in the X Men sort of universe type thing. Yuck, X Men. Because <laughs> he's a mutant. Um, on, in the universe of Earth 616. That's regular. Yep, standard continuity. Oh, okay. Um, That's all that makes it much better. He's real track. He was created by Alan Copperberg, and his first appearance was in, I can't say this properly, or quickly, um, 
Obnoxio. Obnoxio the clown. The clown you fuckers. And his last appearance was in Obnoxio the clown number one. Oh. <laughs> What's a long and glamorous career with ups and downs and only downs. Um, that was in April of 1984. Um, Ice Cream was a mutant who felt ridiculous, who felt ridiculous due to the X Men's fantastic abilities. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he just felt degrading, not very. Good. He's almost redeemable in the fact that there is way not nearly enough mutants out there that don't have practical abilities. Because mm. there should be way more of them than that, and he's very alone. Yeah, the poor dude. Maybe the reception of how bad of a character it was is why they don't have dud characters. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but um, he heard about the danger room mm-hmm. through the mutant community and intended to destroy them. Okay. Yep. Um, he tried to infiltrate um, the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters yep. on the same day as the birthday party. Professor X was organizing for Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride's a terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Who's proud of Kitty? Oh, okay. So Professor X hired Obnoxio the Cat. Yuck. Yeah. Don't hire a dude named Obnoxio. Um, he was protected by Xavier on the Xavier Cerebro. Cerebro. That's the helmet he wears that makes him look silly. Yeah. Probably um, does other stuff, I'm not sure. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but the signal seemingly overloaded the device, which exploded and knocked him, like, like knocked him out. Yep. Which happens more often than not. He, he should probably get that checked out. He needs to not suck so hard. Um, so, this, with the confusion from that, because Noxio went and was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so Ice Cream was able to enter the mansion and go into like the danger room unseen yeah, by turning into room? Ice Cream. Yeah, it's like the holodeck from Star Trek, but stupid. He did that by turning into Ice Cream. He did it, everybody. He did it. sure he's turned strawberry. Depends on what he wants. I'll tell you what he does later. Yeah, try to um, settle down <laughs> talking about flavours and shit. Yeah. From there he witnessed Obnoxia and the X-Men fighting in the danger room. And he was impressed by the clown's ability to repel the entire team on his own. Consequently, um, Ice Cream started to kill Obnoxio as well. Oh shit. <laughs> Using the danger room tools to take, take him into the chamber, another chamber. Um, Xavier regained consciousness from the cerebral overload and um, managed to lower the temperature in the um, danger room control booth, sorry, well, where the ice cream was high. Um, Wouldn't he just like that more because he's fucking ice cream? Hey, shut up! Um, well, okay, typical X-Men issue, go on. As a frozen lock of ice, he was, yeah, he got lowered, the temperature got lowered, so he turned into a frozen box. Oh, he's like a halo cream. top ice cream that we can't get at. Yeah. Mm. And then Obnoxio, because he didn't die, um, oh, well. He tried to kill him, but he didn't. Um, um, decorated him as a Sunday and took his leave without working to his death. Some asshole put sprinkles on him. What a fuck you. Yeah, like, he was like, what? Is that racist? 
To put sprinkles <laughs> on an ice cream man? Yes. No. That might be a hate crime. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to give my lawyers on the phone. Um, so, the, um, his mutant abilities... Um, allow him to transform himself into any flavor of ice cream, including a banana split. Wow. They should have called him Big Which is not a flavor of ice cream. <laughs> no. But um, he also has this um, unstable molecule chest refrigeration unit to keep him all good. Well, so that he don't melt. So he don't melt, and so he don't get too cold. Like, he's very more than good. Hmm. And that's why he was just a lot of ice cream. Do you reckon we'll see him ever come good. back? Oh, the every time you see an ice cream in a mob, mob yeah, in it's Marvel, him in disguise. Yeah, he's there. It's running Intel. You don't keep on your yeah, toes. He's always there. And that's why he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why I chose him. Thanks, mate. All right. Here, Here we go, you guys. My nominee for Bubsy 3D 2018 is Terry Wong. <laughs> Terry, Terry fucking Wong was a history professor. He looked like a ginger Bob Ross and was dating his student, Donna Troy. It all circles back to when we're talking about Jared from Subway. It we've got, a, we've got another underage diddle man. Oh, no. All right. He later married that, I'm going to say this in all capitals, Teen Titan. Why didn't she say no? And they had a son named Robert. Robert. <laughs> Robert. He had Robert. 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 <laughs> so Terry Long had a problem. Uh-huh. Besides looking like a tosser and banging his students, it was that he had trouble finishing things he started. And not long, not, and after not handing in academic papers, he was fired and got a job at the bookstore. That's it. That's his story. No, it continues, my oh, friends. No. <laughs> um, he did eventually get out of his funk and then published a couple of books. Wow. Unfortunately, Donna and Terry fucking Long drifted apart and got a divorce with this teen titan. Um, Terry Long didn't like how Donna's dangerous lifestyle was affecting their son. Being a hero is a bad influence on the child. Oh no. After the divorce, he put a restraining order on the teen woman, took full custody of their child, and started fucking his ex-wife again. And the three of them died in a car crash. The end. Wait. What? So what did he do? I thought she was like Wonder Woman. She is. So she died in a car crash? No. He got back with his ex-wife oh. and they literally, it's like a shot-for-shot redo of the O'Doyle family from Billy Madison going over the cliff. Can I put in my bit Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe Toby's vote should not win because we could take any shitty background character... And yeah. they would suck. I know, I but he's my favourite of the suck. Yeah, then we talk about Chase Meridian. No, let's not. She's great. <laughs> I got no argument for you, but she's good. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Openly hitting on female Teen Titans and occasionally wearing pants. Terry Long's sleazy bullshit and dying like the O'Doyle family earns him my nomination of Bubsy 3D. I, mean, I agree. He's a shitty oh, guy, yeah, but, but it's a crap comic book all, character. All background characters tend to suck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Except... If he is related to Jake Long, the American dragon, I don't think he would. Suck. He's the Americaniest dragon you ever did see. He's Asian. I know. Um, but I believe that would justify his actions. And he wouldn't be bragging. That was a good show. Almost as good as Dragon Booster, but we claims 
Yeah, they, they that shit. Where the fuck did my email? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put my finger in your mouth. Okay, everybody. I think it's time to show you this picture of Terry fucking Wong. Here he is with a burger. Why hasn't he got pants? I don't know, because he's just, he's just immediately moved into the Teen Titans Tower and chose to stop wearing pants. What about Matter eating man? He's a good boy. No. He could eat his way out of a fucking brick if he wanted to. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah. You know how someone looks at an idiot and says, oh, he couldn't eat his way out of a wet paper bag? He could. (laughs) So, I guess it's time for us to announce this year's Bubsy 3D. Um, the winner is Bubsy. <laughs> Bubsy, who did it? What could possibly go wrong? His career. It fucking did. Ladies and gentlemen, Trey is going to announce the winner of Big Boy Bubsy 3D Award. The winner is. You gotta open the envelope really loud. <laughs> the winner no. is. Sorry, Kyle. <coughs> Mad cat! Hey, you fucking. <laughs> it's actually ice cream, I win! Ice cream, he did it! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tell him. Tell Mad. No, not Mad, you fucked me up. What is Mad No, you're just reading your own. You're just, you're just reading your desk. Huh? What does he win? Two biscuits. So he can make an ice cream sandwich. And go oh, fuck yeah. himself. Oh, those are things, right? And on that note, folks. There you have it, ladies and future boys. We did it. The first annual School for Wayward Nerds suck off. What happened to the homework question I came up with? Well, what did you think of these nominees? Do you listeners have other characters that you think should earn a spot in the suck off hall of lame? <laughs> Tony, you were so happy. Wait, so, so every episode has a homework question except this one? No, it does. I've, I've got no time. Oh. <laughs> Just kicked the entire fucking recording studio. I'm <laughs> cheating. <laughs> hey, if, if, if you had any other people you'd hey. like to have seen in the list, you should message us on Facebook. What's the name of that guy who does cocaine? He gives him powers? Oh, oh fuck, I forgot about Cold Flame. I also, I was almost going to kick the gin genie. Is he Aboriginal? No, I think she dies in her first issue. She. We need to get off this. She has so like seismic powers, like she can make earthquakes, yep. but it's more effective based on her blood alcohol level. Oh yeah, gin genie, she's a monobrow. Awesome. So hey Which guys, a good excuse to drink. The homework question is: Who is pretty good that you think should be recognised as such? Superman. Whoa. Crazy. No fucking excuse needed for Superman. Is shit. Okay, man. Suck um, ass. Who do you believe? I still don't think Harley needs to be in position. She needs to settle down. She needs to become her stuff. I need a joker. I would really she like it. I want else. the White Knight to happen. I want real Harley to show up. Just gotta stomp the other one in a horrifically graphic live action panel. And then just everyone just then everyone just settle down. Not so much Harley Quinn oversaturation. She's turning into fucking Wolverine. Yeah. Hey, Kaya, who's who do you think is quietly shit? Alright, human race needs to suck a fat one. Um, but will the people on the social media not have to hear about it? Who do you pick, Toby? Um, I think just... Oh, 
You know what? I'm, oh, I'm kind of ready to see like other Batgirls come back. Like, Babs is amazing, but it's been a long time since I've seen like a Cassandra Kane one, and I'm kind of got a hankering for it again. You know, she's been orphan in the continuity for a little while. I'd like to see her put on the cow, you know, with the full face. I, I like that suit. I'd like to see it again. Now the rebirth's kicking so much ass. This week's masturbation term is proper slut. Yeah. Well, have a slap, you, if you, you will. You gotta... Okay, you gotta... Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like and subscribe, rate and review, all the good things. I am Toby Napola, joined by Kaya Steen, Megan Chikatilo, and the whitest of colas, White Cola. Um, this has been Suck Off 2018. We did it! Suck it off! <laughs> what? <laughs> Tonight, that your voice is broken halfway through all that. It's been good, huh? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs>